0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making theology central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Sunday, March the 13th, 2022. It is currently 538 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Empty Sanctuary of Victory Baptist Church, located right here in Ovalo, Texas. And welcome to a brand new week of Bible study. Now, last week, our Bible study on the subject of loyalty had it had its twists and turns. We, everyone really participated great last week. I want to thank everyone who sent me their, their, their work. You did a great job. I know I wasn't able to, to do a lot of I wanted to do a lot of episodes where I was just going to kind of go through your work and kind of talk about the different things that you found. But even though I did not do that, hopefully you benefited greatly from it. I would, I would challenge anyone who participated in our study last week on the subject of loyalty. I would really challenge everyone. Let me know what you learned. What did you, what did you get from it? What did you struggle with? I would like to get feedback because I, I really wanted to take everyone's homework and go, okay, let's work through this. All right. They found. These verses these are the these are all the synonyms they found for loyalty here's the antonyms here's here's how the different categories they put it in I, I everyone did a really good job everyone's study kind of went different directions, but I think they all did a great job at looking at the subject of loyalty. hopefully it was beneficial it was also it was it was a sad week of bible study it was it was kind of it was weird to me that the Bible study curriculum that we use for the, you know, for our Bible study exercises had the, uh, to, to illustrate loyalty, it had a dog sitting at the front door waiting for its owner, waiting for its master to return. And well, it was last week where my dog, who typically is waiting at the front door for me to come home, uh, passed away horrible. Suddenly it was, it was sad the way it went down. It was really sad. I don't want to go through all of that again. So that, that really, that really impacted me this week in my Bible study. But Hopefully, in the midst of everything, everyone gained some very important insight to the subject of loyalty. I really tried to challenge us. I went back to an article from 19, what, 1908, 1909 on the subject of loyalty to Christ. I tried to connect that with what I was going through and, and with losing my dog. Hopefully, that was beneficial. Hopefully, that was helpful. What I'm afraid is that everyone will just go, oh, isn't it sad his his dog died? Well, thank you. I do thank you for your empathy and for your compassion. But hopefully you also were challenged about our loyalty to Christ and and really be thankful for, in a sense, his loyalty to us, that he keeps his promises, that he is faithful, that he is long suffering. And hopefully you were greatly challenged by that and greatly uh, benefited from it. I just, I feel like the week goes by so fast for the Bible study exercises that they go so fast that sometimes I get to the end of the week and I'm like, did did people really benefit from this week? And I hope so. Just remember the Bible study exercise has always been designed where I may give you a lot of things to do. And even if I don't get back to them, even if I cannot talk, even if I don't talk about them, I I hope you realize that doesn't indicate a failure of the Bible study exercise method. It's really what it's supposed to be about. If I can't finish it, You're working on it. And if I can't, and even in many cases, I I shouldn't finish it. In many cases, I need to leave it right with you because the goal is to not let you just sit there as a passive listener, but an active participant. I want you participating. I want everyone participating. I wish the number of people participating was 10 times larger than it currently is. But here's here's the thing, I, I am... I've been, doing, I've been doing podcasts and been teaching the Bible long enough to realize this. The majority of people, this is just a sad reality, are not going to really participate in any meaningful way in serious Bible study. They're just not. Many will listen. Few will participate. Many will listen. A few will do the assignments that I give. And you know What? I'm going to focus on those who do participate and can't worry about those who do not. Those who want to, it's a great. Thank you. You're encouraging. Praise God. And hopefully you're benefiting from it. That's most important. I mean, it's, what's more important is your benefit, not, not my encouragement. Hopefully you're benefiting from it. Others won't. They will either, they will listen to some of the things and they're just going to be like a lot a lot will email to criticize a lot will email to try to correct or condemn but they won't actually participate either so it's easy to sit on the sideline and be the critic it's, it's different to say, you know what? I'm gonna grab that notebook. I'm gonna get that pencil. I'm gonna get my Bible. I'm gonna get those reference tools and I'm going to dig in because I wanna be someone actively participating in Bible study because it is the word of God that washes me. It is the word of God that helps me grow. It is the word of God that equips me. It is the word of God that thoroughly furnishes me for every good work. It is the word of God. I wish we could encourage more people to participate. If you know anyone out there who talks about, man, I I really want to study the Bible. Please, please bring them into our little family of Bible students that they will participate because I just, I think it's very, very important. But so I feel bad that I wasn't able to really talk about everyone's homework, but I want you to know that I looked at it and everybody did a great job. You did a wonderful job, but I I really want to know if you benefited from it. Like, because if, if you didn't benefit from it, then I can correct and say, maybe we'll circle back around to the subject. Like if there's something, and this is true of, of every week of Bible study, when we get to the end of the week and you're like, but, but what about this? Or, or wait, I, 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 I need this. Let me know because we, we can, we can delay the next week of study or we can do two studies in the same week. We, we can, we can fix it one way or the other. We, we can help you get what you need so that at the end of the week, you don't just say, well, I didn't really get much from it. No, tell me you didn't get much from it. Tell me what you need so that you will get much from it. All right, <laughs> does that make sense? Because that is the goal. But it's a brand new week. It's a brand new week. We have another opportunity to study God's word. And we do not know how many more opportunities We will have because we don't know if we'll be alive tomorrow. Life is here and then it is gone. So we need to use every opportunity we can to study God's word, feed upon God's word, and we need to look for every opportunity to get other people involved in the study of God's word. So hopefully you are doing what you can and uh, let's, let's, let's take the opportunity we have in front of us. Are you ready? This week, we are going to be studying. There is a subject. Last week, I focused, think of it this way. Last week, I focused on the topic, loyalty. That's what I focused on. I did not focus as much on the text. I did work through the text with you on, I think it was a Wednesday night. I worked through the text. We didn't get as far as I would have liked, but at least got you looking at the text. So we did accomplish that some. This week, the Bible study exercise gives us another, like, topic, and we could do another topical study, but we're not going to do a topical study here. We're going to, remember, every week for the Bible study exercise, we take a different approach. That's why every week you don't, you don't ever really know what to expect because every week is a different challenge. This week, even though the Bible study curriculum says last week was loyalty, this week is about trust, we're going to set aside the topic And we're going to focus on the text. Last week, we used the text, but we focused on the topic. So this is going to be very text-driven. But what you did on loyalty, I hope, proves to be beneficial here. This week, here's what we're going to be looking at. And, And I'm not following the Bible study curriculum exactly because I think we need to go a little bit further back then there's more scripture we need to look at than what the Bible study curriculum gives, all right? Are you ready? Here is the text of scripture that you need to live with this week, all right? And someone asked me about um, a Bible memory verse for last week. I did not give one because I knew everybody was working on the topical study and I knew that was hard work. This week, I may give you one, but we may be doing the chapter summary method this week of Bible study. So... Uh, you may be working on that, all right? You'll, we'll see. We'll see where we're going to go, all right? Here we go. Here's the text, though. John chapter 13, verses 18 through 30. Then I want you to skip to John 13, 36 through 38, and I do want you to skip, all right? You say, oh, I don't want to Skip. Skip. All right, because this is to get you focused on something very specific, all right? John 13, 18 through 30, and then John 13, 36 through 38, and then John 14, one through six. John 13, 18 through 30, John 13, 36 through 38, John 14, one through six. Those are the three passages that I want you to live with I want you to breathe it. I want you to partake of it. I want you to consume it. I want it to be a part of you. I want you to read it over and over and over. And I'm I'm going to challenge you this week. Typically, I say five times. I really want you to to really discipline yourself and read John 13, 18 through 30, 36 through 38, 14, 1 through 6, 10 times. I know I just heard an audible. Are you crazy? Ten times? What do you think I am? Uh, uh, Someone who actually cares about the Bible? Okay, I know I'm being a little sarcastic there. No, I really want you to do so. Please, actually do that. Please. I'm begging. I'm pleading. I'm begging, begging, pleading, pleading, pleading. If I had money, I would pay you to do it, okay? I'm, I'm not beyond... I'm not above bribery at this point. Anything I can do to get you to live in this text. John 13, 18 through 30. 36 through 38. 14, 1 through 6. I want you to live in it. I want you to read it. I want you to feel the emotion of it. That's that's your first assignment, 10 times, 10 times, all right? Then here's the first thing I want you to focus on. In fact, let's just look at it really quick. John 13, the first part, 18 through 30. John 13, starting in verse 18. John 13, 18 through 30, are you ready? I sp- Jesus is speaking. I speak not of you all, I know whom I have chosen, but that the scriptures may be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his hill against me. Now, I tell you before it come that when it is come to pass, you may believe that I am he. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me when Jesus had thus said he was troubled in spirit and said verily verily I say unto you one of you shall betray me yes and one of those and out of those ten times Twila just mentioned it one of those times read it out loud okay yeah so read it nine times silently one time out loud at least or multiple times out loud okay Verily, verily, I say unto you, one of you should betray me. Verse 22. Then the disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spake. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter thereof beckoned to him that he should ask, Who should it be of whom he spake? He then lying on Jesus' breast saith unto him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give sop a sop where I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sop, Satan entered into him, then said Jesus unto him, That thou doest do quickly. No man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him, For some of them uh, thought, uh, thought because Judas had the bag that Jesus had said unto him, buy those things that we have need of against the feast or that he should give something to the poor. He then having received the sop went immediately out and it was night. That's the first section. That's the first section. We have there the discussion of Judas the beginning stages of what would lead to his betrayal of Jesus Christ or you've been spending all week studying loyalty we have an example of someone who's going to be very disloyal he's going to show disloyalty in his betrayal of Jesus i want you to i want you to live with that betrayal i want you to feel it i want you to see it i want you to even so I want you to read the text 10 times, these texts that I'm giving you, and I'm reading them all with yourself, but I want you to do this. The betrayal of Judas, I want you to look up at least some some additional cross-references to fill in the details. After he walks out, it's night, he leaves in the dark, right? Jesus said, what you do, do it quickly. Where does Judas go? Find the scripture that speaks of where Judas goes, what is agreed upon, and then Judas showing up and giving Jesus a kiss. I want you to find those additional cross-references to really fill in so that you feel it, you live it, you you see the betrayal. I want you to feel that betrayal. I want you to see it. I want you to be like, you've lived with it all week. Because it's a stark contrast to the loyalty that you've been studying all week. It shows disloyalty. But then jump down to verse thirty-six. Simon Peter said unto him, "Lord, whither goest thou?" Jesus answered him, "Whether I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards." Peter said unto him, "Lord, why cannot I? Why cannot I follow thee? Why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake." Jesus answered him, answered him. With Will thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. I want you to live with that betrayal. I want you to live it, and I want you to find the additional cross-references for it. So read the text 10 times. Find the additional cross-references that fill in the gap about the betrayal of Judas and the denial of Peter. I want you to see it and feel it because it's going to stand as a stark contrast, a stark contrast to the loyalty that we talked about last week. Now, I know it's going to be easy for you to go, well, I already know the story. Yes, congratulations, you already know the story. Wonderful. I know the story too. Knowing the story, but really spending time letting that story know you, letting that story really permeate through your mind, your thoughts, and your emotions is something quite different. All right? So read the text 10 times, right? I want you to really live with the betrayal and, and find all cross-references that fill in the betrayal and the denial, right? Read the text 10 times, one of those times out loud. Live with the betrayal and the denial and find cross-references that really fill it in, all right? Next, I want you to note the following Contrast. Verse 22, the disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spake. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom, one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter beckoned to him that he should ask who should it be of whom he spake. So here's the disciple whom Jesus loves. He's laying there against against Jesus. And Peter's over there going like, Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Come on, come on, find out. Peter is asking, who is it? Who's going to do this? I want you to contrast Peter. Come on, come on, find out who it is. Who is it going to be? I want you to contrast that with this. Verse 37, I will lay down my life for your sake. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. I want you, to me. That's just that contrast. I cannot speak for you. For me, it jumps off the page and it slaps me in the face. Here's Peter worried about who is it? Who is it? Who's going to betray you, Peter? You're going to deny me. That contrast is so startling because sometimes we look around trying to figure out who, is it? who 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 is it? And we're very bad at looking in the mirror, going, "It's me." It's me. Instead of worrying about someone else, we're we're, we're so quick to look at other people and ignore our own failures and flaws and weaknesses. We see the weakness in everyone else. We don't see the weakness in us. We see everyone else's betrayal. We don't see our own denial. We see everyone else's moral failure. All we can see is our moral goodness. We've got to see, to me, that contrast, I want you to just see that contrast. I want you to think about the implications of that contrast. I know I'm d- doing it for you. Read the text 10 times. Live with the betrayal and the denial. Find the cross-references that really fill it in. And then just spend some time contemplating, talking, discussing that, that crazy contrast. Here's Peter. Hey, come on, come on. Who is it? Find out who it is. And then just a little way, a little ways down, Jesus is like, oh, you, you would lay your, down, your life down for me? Really? Really? Oh, let me tell you something, Peter. Before the cock crows, uh, as, as the text reads, I'll read it correctly from the King, uh, from the King James. Um, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. You're gonna deny me three times before the cock crows. Three times, Peter. Three times. But Peter's all, all he can worry about is who who is it? Who is it? Who is it? It seems like Peter doesn't stop to think, could it be him? No, we know he's not thinking that it could be him because down a little bit later, I would lay my life down for you. He doesn't even perceive that he could possibly be the one who could deny, who could betray. He doesn't see that in, in himself. So read the text 10 times, one of those times out loud, live with the betrayal and the denial And find cross references that really flesh it out so that you really see what happens. I want you to see what happens. And then I want you to just look at that contrast because to me, that's absolutely just, that is so powerful. Now, then, are you ready? This is where it's going to get interesting. Oh, this is going to be fun. John chapter 14. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Now stop right there. I want you to spend some considerable time asking yourself a very important question. How does John 14... 1 through 6, I know I didn't read all of it, but how does John 14, 1 through 6 connect to the betrayal and the denial? How does John 14, 1 through 6 connect to the betrayal and the denial? How does John 14, 1 through 6 connect to the betrayal and the denial? Because we have a tendency... To look to John 14, and we almost forget the betrayal and the denial. We just start talking about, oh, let my heart be troubled, okay? We, we apply it to me, us first. Oh, and my father's house are many mansions. And then immediately everyone starts, what are these mansions or these rooms? And everybody starts debating about what that means. And we almost forget Jesus. Who is Jesus talking to in John 14? I This is one of those situations where I almost wish there wasn't a chapter break. Who is he referring to? I think he's still talking to the disciples, right? John 14, 1 through 6 has to have direct connection to what comes before. What is the connection? What is the connection? Number one, read the text 10 times, one of those times out loud. Number two, study and live with the betrayal and the denial. Find all cross references that will flesh it out. Next, focus on that contrast between Peter going, who is it to Peter finding out you're going to deny me? That's just to me, that is powerful. And then I want you to read John 14, one through six and ask yourself, how does this connect? Don't separate John 14, 1 through 6 from everything that comes. Don't do that. Live with it. Now, here's what you're gonna be. Now, I'm gonna give this away. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, see, when you do it, when I do the Bible study exercises, I, I, there's so much I want to leave with you, but I also know that there, there's a, a, a potential that people won't get it. So I so th- I think there's a great chance this is what you're going to do. Well, this is, so, at least someone is probably going to say something along, along these lines. And I'm not saying this is completely wrong, but I'm, but for me to get to the next point, I'm going to have to mention this. There's going to be a tendency. For many people to go, well, John 14, one through six, these, these are words of comfort. Jesus is comfort, comforting all the rest of the disciples because all of the rest of the disciples, they're going to see Judas's betrayal. They're going to see Judas's denial and they could be very troubled and very discouraged. So in a sense, these are the words of encouragement to those who don't deny and those who don't betray. Now some people don't even apply it to the to the disciples they rip it out of its context and immediately apply it to us but this is directly to them. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But I want you to consider the next. Are you ready? How do so so number 1 read the text 10 times one of those times out loud. Number 2 live with the betrayal and the denial, and find all the cross-references to flesh it out. Number three, see that contrast between Peter saying, who is it, to, Peter, you're gonna deny me three times. All right, then I want you to figure out how do do those words connect to John 14, one through six? How how does the betrayal and the denial connect to John 14, one through six? And then I want you to to, uh, consider this question. How does John 14, one through six connect to the betrayer and the denier. Now, the betrayer, we're going to be like, that's Judas. So we may not see much connection for Judas. But it has any connection to the denier. And here's the reason I want you to see this. Because I think we have a tendency to go, "Oh, this is this is to comfort all the people who don't deny, who don't betray." But does John 14:1 through 6 possibly offer encouragement to the one who does betray and to the one who does deny? And if it does offer comfort to those who may betray and those who deny, that may radically change how we perceive and read those words. We, because I think we just apply, here's for the people who don't deny. You're going to need comfort. Well, the, yes, are going to need comfort because they are going to be troubled. But who's going to need the most comfort? I think Peter's going to need even more comfort because his heart is going to be troubled because he's going to deny his Lord three times, even after being told he was going to do so. Read 10 times, one of those times out loud. Study the betrayal and the denial. Find all cross-references to flesh it out. Notice that weird, con- that, that to me, powerful contrast of Peter going, come on, come on, figure out, who is it, who is it? Peter, you're gonna deny me three times. That, that to me is just powerful, right? That's just, to me, powerful. Then how does, how does the words of, how does the, de- de- the betrayal and the denial connect to John 14, one through six? How does it connect to the betrayer and the denier? And then this is last. This is last. And and I, I keep adding things because in my notes, I only have like three things in my, in my journal, but I keep adding things because there's so much here. But here is the big one, all right? Here's like extra credit. This This gets you an A. This gets you a scholarship into Harvard. This is the big one. All right, are you ready? And not, not, not real. Not, I don't really have the money to get you into Harvard, and I, I, I don't have the money to pay for Harvard. Okay, I don't have the money to pay for a junior college. Okay, but, but in theory, okay, in in illustration, okay, and and exaggerated example, I want you to just see how important this is. This is the one I, I want someone to get this right, and I'm going to try not to in any way give you any hint. What does prepare refer to in John 14 when he says, I go to prepare a place for you? What preparation is that referring? What, what preparing is that referring to? What is that referring to? What preparing is that referring to? Are, are you saying, uh, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm gonna stop, stop. Shh, shh, don't, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. I want to no no can't I I, no I I I can't I can't I I, I, I can't I can't I want you to feel what is that preparing referring to? Because depending on how you interpret that preparing, that may greatly impact how you see its connection with the betrayer and the denier. And this is very important. How you understand John 14, and this is very, well, I almost want to add this as an additional thing, but I think when you get to John 14, one through six, you may see the picture of loyalty that is missing in Judas and Peter. And the picture of loyalty is Christ, which we see at the beginning of John 13, where he loved his own till the end. But that's, we, we already talked about that last week. What? What does that prepare? Prepare. Go to prepare. Where did he? What? Where, where did he go to prepare? And what preparing is that? That what is he preparing? What? 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 What is that? Being, what is that speaking of? Now I know what you're going to initially go to, because I heard it a million times, and I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. I want you to really think about it. All right? The best thing to do is write out every possible option you can come up with. All right, we will talk about what we think that that refers to at a later time. All right, I'm gonna stop right there before I give anything away. All right, I'm gonna wait and see. Does anybody have any questions? Anybody need me to repeat anything? I'm looking around the sanctuary right now like, hey, does anybody need me to repeat anything? And there's no one here. Oh, I wish, I really wanted to dig into this stuff tonight with people here, but it did not work out that way today. It did not work out that way. It did not. All right. I'm, I'm not. I'm not seeing anything. So I'm going to assume that everyone's like, "Whoa, this is good stuff. It this is going to be a good week of study. This is going to be a fun week of study." It better be. No, no clue or direction. None. No clue or direction. Nobody gets a clue or any direct. It's it's Sunday. All right. Let's. It's Sunday. We we can't. We can't uh, we can't be given any clues now. It's Sunday. I mean, maybe Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, maybe on Wednesday we can. All right? I, I think I think Wednesday we can we can really dig in. all right? Uh, may, um, yeah, I someone is saying it's lots of work. I think this I think this one will require it's less work than the topical study. Uh, but this is going to be a lot of just thinking and, and looking, uh, the cross references to find, to fill in the, uh, the betrayal and the denial that shouldn't take too long to find that should be relatively easy. It's going to just spend a lot of time of, of thinking and discussing, talking about, um, I think that's where this week is going to come into play. We obviously a chapter summary method right now of chapter 13 and 14 would be perfect, but, um, We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We may throw in a chapter summary method uh, this week, um, but we will see. All right. I'm going to stop right there. I think that's everything. Um, I'm going to verify that nobody else has any other questions or comments or. Okay, good. Someone already found. Uh, all right. Okay, someone already found some of the cross-references last week. Okay, good. I I was hoping, I was hoping that there was going to be some of that already found last week. So there's really hopefully just a lot of, just thinking about a lot of these things. So, good. All right. I hope so. I hope so. All right. We'll see how this week's going. What's interesting, um, I'll just point this out. Because I'm I'm big on these kinds of things. I know other, other people aren't. Because if, I'm just so, okay, if we were to watch, some people know this, some people don't. If we were to watch a movie, or we were to watch a TV show, I'm the one pausing it every two seconds, analyzing everything. Okay, why are they using that camera angle? Okay, I think that represents this. See the coloring? You see the lighting they have there? See how they have the shadow casting? I'm sitting there analyzing every scene, every dialogue. I'm analyzing everything, okay? I love to analyze. And when I, if I'm listening to music, I'm analyzing every lyric. Okay, this could mean this. This could represent this. I'm always analyzing everything analyzing, analyzing. And I always find it interesting that in the Bible study curriculum, they always have like, you know, a picture or something. And, and typically it's attached or connected something to the meaning of the study, right? Last week was a dog standing there looking at the front door. That's showing loyalty. He's loyal. He's, he, he's being loyal and waiting for his master. All right. This week, it's interesting. It's called a life of trust. It has a clock. Does this imply our just natural inclination to when we look at a clock, clock, we just immediately trust what it says? Is is that that the implication? I I just found it interesting that it has a picture of a clock. And it's about trust. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit more this week. I just find it interesting that we go from betrayal. we, We have Jesus washing. We have the washing in 13. We have the betrayal and the denial. And then we go into trust and John 14, 1 through 6. Just, just something interesting to consider. Please note, uh, now sometimes I really emphasize the curriculum. Sometimes I do not. Please just note that um, the curriculum is always there, is always there for to supplement what you're doing. So please look at it, and if you ever have any questions or or if you find anything interesting in the curriculum, let us know, because we are definitely trying to utilize that. All right. I think that's going to be it. I think that's going to be it. All right. Anybody has any questions, let me know. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com. Anybody needs access to the curriculum, email me, newsif at yahoo.com. If you're a member of the church and you want to actually participate in any of this, you can text Stacy and I will make sure she can text you back with um whatever you need um if you would like to participate all right and uh I think that's I think that's everything um we we didn't get very far in our we're, we're, we're this mor- morning for Sunday school I wanted to get further to introduce a, a book we're going to be studying for the Sunday school hour moving forward uh, and I basically had to do a lot of repeating of what I did last week. It's really weird when you walk in, you you teach one Sunday, right? And you go through everything and then you walk in the next Sunday and every person sitting in your church were people who were not present the previous Sunday. <laughs> so you're like, let's, I can't review, but I can't move forward because moving forward is based off the review, Okay, let's reteach last week's Sunday school lesson. So that, yeah, so I I wish, I feel bad about the Sunday school hour because we really needed to advance that. We didn't. Um, I hope if you did not hear the uh, study on Romans 9 through 11, the introduction to Romans 9 through 11, please go listen to that because I can't, I won't be able to repeat that. So please do that. And if you missed uh, the Sunday school of either week, at least go back and make sure you have all that down so that we can advance both of those studies uh, next week uh, because we need to. So yeah, that's, so for those who are listening to Sunday school going, why is he repeating? Because I was literally looking at a room of people who had no idea what was said the previous week. <laughs> so, so that put me in a really awkward position. I could have just said, okay, well, you missed last week but point 2 would have made no sense without having point 1 okay because point 1 establishes what the faith how we define the faith then part 2 then point 2 goes to the invasion against the faith and then part 3 deals with the insurgency against the faith which then leads to the book that we're going to study so but uh yeah so just just for anyone who's listening now who listens to everything that we do all right so that that was the weird thing that happened this morning, which I I don't like. And I hate that we didn't get more done this afternoon, but we were having internet issues. I got here and had to wait 45 minutes before I could go live because, uh, the internet was acting up. So, but I think I'm, I think I'm gonna, I'm reaching that stopping point. So that's about four hours, almost four hours of teaching today. I am taking the microphone home and, uh, maybe I'll do something this evening. Uh, it'll be probably something short because I wouldn't like to, I'm going to try to test, doing a live broadcast from the upstairs and see if everything works out fine. And so you may be looking for your notifications on the Church One app for that. All right, thanks for listening. Um, I'm assuming everything is good. I'm, I'm gonna make sure nobody asked any questions. I was, I was trying to just take a little time just to make sure someone, did, wait, 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 I have a question. But nobody nobody did that. So I gave everyone plenty of time. All right, everyone have a great evening. A great week of Bible study. Let's live with this text, uh, the text in John 13 and John 14, and let's maybe understand John 14, 1 through 6, maybe very differently than it's been typically preached, and uh, maybe it will be uh, maybe even more powerful and more comforting and more convicting than it has been in the past. All right, thanks for listening. Everyone have a great evening, a great week. God bless.